RTHK, the news at 11 with Andrew Shirovsky. Tonight's headlines, Hong Kongers welcome the prospect of being able to go unmasked from tomorrow after more than two years. Police continue to comb through a landfill in Ta Ling as they search for the remains of murdered fashion influencer Abby Choi. And Foreign Minister Chin Gang says no country has the authority for lecturing or finger-pointing on the human rights issues of other countries. Hong Kongers have said the government's been slow to drop the mask mandate, but most aren't just happy. They'll finally be able to take off their masks tomorrow after more than two years. Chief Executive John Lee announced the dropping of the mask mandate, saying that from midnight, people will no longer have to wear them outdoors, indoors, or on public transport. I, I'm thrilled. I can't wait. Yeah. It's been way too long. Way behind, you know, the rest of the world. Obviously, it's a good thing that uh, the restriction got lifted. Uh, I can take out all the lipsticks. <laughs> I think it's a bit late, but regardless, it's a good thing that is happening. Finally, very, very happy about it. <laughs> Older members of the public RTHK spoke to were also relieved at the end of the mask mandate. Some said they were not worried about catching COVID because they'd been jabbed multiple times. It's not too late. It's okay. The time is okay. Quite excited. I feel like I will not be affected by the disease now. Uh, why? Because you're vaccinated or? Uh, already vaccinated. So how many jabs do you have? Uh, four. I'm not worried. All the people will wear masks, for sure, because I think they are worried about their health. But everybody else who's been vaccinated, I think it's a relief because I've been vaccinated, five vaccinations. And I think it's, I know the government did it for the right reasons, but too little too late to take it off now, right? The whole world except us in North Korea have got masks. In announcing the end of the mask mandate, the chief executive said high-risk facilities or organizations running places such as hospitals and care homes would still have the discretion to ask people entering their premises to mask up. The hospital authority was the first to announce it would do so. It said patients, visitors, and staff must still wear masks to minimize the risk of spreading viruses and to protect patients from infection. The HA said visitors to its facilities also needed to take a COVID rapid antigen test within 24 hours of their visit. But students at secondary schools will no longer be required to take the RAT from tomorrow, although the rule will still be enforced at primary schools and kindergartens for at least another two weeks. Police have combed through the landfill in Ta-Kua-Ling looking for the missing remains of murdered fashion influencer Abby Choi. The late socialite's head and ribs were found inside a cooking pot on Sunday, two days after police discovered her limbs in a fridge at a house in Taipo's Lungmei village. Over a 100 officers in protective suits dug through trash at a football field-sized search area. Superintendent Alan Chung is from the Kowloon West Regional Crime Unit. We believe the suspects on the morning of February the 22nd had thrown away a few bags containing important evidence, which could possibly be human remains, the victim's clothing, phones and even a murder weapon. The superintendent said the search could last for another day or two. Foreign Minister Chin Gong says no country has the authority for lecturing or finger-pointing on the human rights issues of other countries. Mr. Chin made the statement in a video message to the 52nd regular session of the United Nations Human Rights Council. He said human rights is not one-size-fits-all, and that each country's right to independently choose the path of human rights development must be respected. He also spoke about Hong Kong and the national security law. 
Since the legislation on safeguarding national security in Hong Kong took effect, the city's standing as an international financial shipping and trading center has strengthened. Hong Kong remains in the lead in multiple global index ratings concerning the rule of law, safety and security and business climate. The lawful rights and freedoms of its residents are better protected. Hong Kong is now at a new stage where it has restored order and is set to thrive. And taking a look at the weather, it will be fine tomorrow with a low of 16 degrees in town, a little bit cooler in the new territories. It'll be warm and dry with a high of about 24 degrees. The outlook mainly fine and dry in the next few days, and it will be cool in the mornings and at night. Currently, the temperature at the observatory is 18 degrees Celsius. The relative humidity is standing at 82%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is 5 minutes past 11. Beijing has accused the United States of overstretching the concept of national security after the White House gave all federal agencies 30 days to wipe the hugely popular social media app TikTok, owned by mainland tech giant ByteDance, off of U.S. government devices. The foreign ministry said Washington was abusing state power to suppress foreign companies. The U.S. move follows legislation passed in December. Turning overseas again, and the British Prime Minister Rishi Sunak is visiting Northern Ireland, trying to build support for his new deal with the EU on post-Brexit trading arrangements there. He said the agreement meant goods for the UK's own internal market would flow freely with the removal of routine checks. Northern Ireland's biggest pro-British unionist party, the DUP, has expressed reservations about the deal. But Mr. Sunak said the deal put Northern Ireland in a better position than the rest of the United Kingdom. Northern Ireland is in the unbelievably special position, unique position in the entire world, European continent, in having privileged access, not just to the UK home market, but also the European Union single market. The opposition in Nigeria has called for Saturday's general election to be cancelled, describing it as a sham. At a joint press conference, the two main opposition parties said results had been manipulated, leaving the poll irretrievably compromised. The governing party's candidate, Bola Tinubu, is currently in the lead, although official results for many states have yet to be declared. The BBC's Peter Okwache is in the capital. They gave evidence of rigging, which they said took place during the elections. They've said millions of Nigerians were disenfranchised because they were not able to vote on that day. The election officials didn't turn up with the right ballot boxes. I went out on the streets of Abuja yesterday and I spoke to some people and I asked them, how do you feel about this slow process of counting? You know, I mean, it's taking so long for these results to come out. And they said, listen, if it is that slow and if they're not bringing out the results on time, it means something is happening behind the scenes. Police in Norway have been trying to break up sit-down blockades of government ministries in Oslo by environmental protesters. They're demonstrating against wind turbines on pastures used by indigenous Sami reindeer herders. The Sami say wind turbines frighten their reindeer and harm traditional cultural practices. Norway's Supreme Court ruled in 2021 that the wind farms violated Sami rights. The climate campaigner Greta Thunberg has been taking part in the protests despite her backing for renewable energy. The spirits are high here and there are many people and people are still coming. They only 
intended to to do this on Thursday and then it was extended and it's still going on. So that's very empowering to see that people are really ready to to just The governor of the Moscow region says a drone came down near the town of Kolomna, southeast of the Russian capital. He said no one had been injured and the target was probably civilian infrastructure. Some reports said it was near a Gazprom facility. Separately, the Russian Defense Ministry said its forces had intercepted two drones from Ukraine heading for targets in and near the territory of Krasnodar. Videos shared on social media showed an oil depot in the town of Tuapse on fire and scenes of considerable damage in daylight. Public concern and anger is growing in Iran over a wave of poisoning from an unknown toxic gas that's mainly affected girls' schools in the city of Qom. Latest reports suggest that more than 600 schoolgirls may have been affected over the past three months. The BBC's Sebastian Usher reports. Parents have held protests outside the governor's office in Qom, demanding answers to the mysterious poisoning of their children. The symptoms have included vomiting, diarrhea, heart palpitations and numbness. Families have also temporarily removed their children from school. This is what many believe may be the motive, with people accusing Islamic extremists of trying to scare girls off from receiving education. Others go further and say it's revenge for the recent anti-hijab protests that have challenged the very foundations of Iran's theocratic state. Sport now, and we start with cricket. Because New Zealand have defeated England by a single run in a nail-biting second test in Wellington. On a barely believable final day at the Basin Reserve, the Black Caps' Neil Wagner took the decisive wicket of James Anderson when New Zealand wicketkeeper Tom Blundell pulled off a diving catch for the victory. Needing 210 to win on the final day, England collapsed to 80 for 5 before Joe Root and Ben Stokes nearly saw them home with a stand of 121. New Zealand are just the fourth team in 146 years of Test Test Cricket to win after being asked to follow on. The series finished tied at 1-1. Australian fast bowler Mitchell Stark has backed himself to be fit to be backed himself to be fit to play in the upcoming third test against India this week. Stark broke his finger while fielding during the Boxing Day test against South Africa. Australia's Australia trails 2-0 in the four-match series. There's going to be a, a level of discomfort for a while. It's not um, um I don't think it's going to be a hundred percent per se for 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 a fair while, but um, yeah, certainly good enough. The ball's coming out um, quite nicely and, and feel like it pretty much at full full tilt. So um, it wouldn't be the first test match I've played in some sort of discomfort. And in tennis, Novak Djokovic has broken Steffi Graf's record of 377 weeks at number one in the world rankings. The BBC's Richard Newman reports. Novak Djokovic has surpassed Steffi Graf's record for the most weeks spent at world number one after entering his 378th week at the top of the men's tennis rankings. The 22 major winner has held the record for the most weeks as men's world number one since March 2021. Djokovic said, I'm flattered, proud and happy and added that Graf was one of the greatest, most legendary tennis players that ever played. Germany's Graf won 22 Grand Slam singles titles between 1987 and 1999. The embattled chief of French football, Noel Legrat, has resigned. He had been facing months of accusations of sexual and psychological harassment. Here's the BBC's Alex Kapstick. 
The embattled Noel Legrette has been mired in allegations of inappropriate behaviour towards women. He was described recently by the country's female Minister of Sport as having no legitimacy to hold such a senior position in the game. He was first accused of sexual harassment by a sports agent who said she was subjected to unwanted approaches between 2013 and 2017, claims Mr Legrette denies. The FIFA Football Awards have taken place in Paris with familiar names snapping up the best player prizes. Lionel Messi picked up the men's trophy for a second time after captaining Argentina to the World Cup in Qatar. Spain and Barcelona midfielder Alexia Puteas retained the women's award. It was yet another individual honor for Messi, who's been battling with Cristiano Ronaldo for awards throughout his career. The former Arsenal manager Arsene Wenger says... Comparing them is tough. When they will not be there anymore, we will realize what they have given us, both of them. I always refuse to make a hierarchy in that because they are two different players, completely different players, but two exceptional players who have uh, uh, shown the world for 15 years uh, how great football can be. Man United manager Eric Ten Hag says there will be no complacency in the club's desire to return to where they want to be after winning the English League Cup. The victory over Newcastle on Sunday delivered a first trophy for United in six years and their first under the former Ajax boss. In an open letter to fans, Ten Hag says the team is by no means satisfied and will not stop there. Dutch football journalist Marcel van der Kron says he'll have big plans for United going forward. He's always wanted to work with young players at Ajax. He did nothing else, never bought big players, never had money to spend on big players. So he worked with young people. And I know he likes some of the real gems in that academy at Manchester United. And I think he'll be itching to bring a few of them in the very near future and to build the team back to the real DNA of Manchester United at his glory days. The Manchester City manager Pep Guardiola says he won't be taking their lower league opponents lightly ahead of tonight's FA Cup fifth round match at Bristol City. Guardiola's team are currently second in the Premier League while Bristol are mid-table in their second tier of English football. It's the first time the two sides have met in the competition and Guardiola is expecting a challenge. Last 12 games, no defeat. That means this date or this info give me a lot of info so 12 games no defeat means they are there so my scout team is a, a good team the manager have all experience did really well against Lister and, and Watford when I was there he was there uh, one or two seasons ago uh, it's a final so if I got this important competition really really important so serious team and it's going to play tomorrow and that's the news from RTHK Radio Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling Tis twilight time When purple colored curtains mark the end of day I'll hear you my dear, at twilight time. And a very good evening to you. Welcome to 45 minutes of music just to chill out and relax to. Particularly if you've had a bit of a day today. 
We have a good mixture for you between now and midnight in Twilight Time with me, Peter King. If you'd like a song, by the way, RadioPete at Gmail is the email address to write to as we start tonight's show with the Dupree's. Sunrise on a tropic island. Just remember, darling, all the Just remember till you're home. 